Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny, And we are A, a Couple, Couple of, of Park, Park Hoppers. Hoppers. This week, we have a variety of topics we'll be discussing, from attraction opening dates, to refurbishment extensions, run Disney announcements, and more. We've got you covered. Let's hop to it. episode of a couple of park hoppers big milestone for us this week 100 episodes i am so excited to get to 100 episodes and i know that we're just gonna have so many more but it's so nice to hit this milestone yeah yeah absolutely huge deal for us we were really looking forward to our 100th episode right from the day we started it with episode one back just after the pandemic started. Oh, my goodness. Um, it's crazy to think that we're here at this point right now. Um, but speaking of milestones, Run Disney is hitting a milestone in January. It's the 30th anniversary of Run Disney. Yes. And for the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, they're going old school. They're going retro. They're doing a 90s theme for the 30th anniversary. I am so excited about this. Now, first off, I did want to just make a quick note. This song, a couple months ago, I looked up the dance moves to learn the dance moves to this song. And if you don't know what it is, it's called I to I, like literally the letters. The letter. I, the number two, and then I from a Goofy movie. Because I kept hearing the song, and I was like, I want to learn the dance. But what I did learn is I can't move like a cartoon character. Neither can I. I can't move like a, a normal human dance. <laughs> now, speaking of mo moving like a human, um, one of the things that I've been doing recently is these 5Ks with Run Disney. And uh, we also lived through the 90s. So all of these things are going to be so much fun to experience. And I love that Run Disney has chosen a really fun theme that we can kind of relate to. So just a heads up, if you're interested in doing the Run Disney uh, Marathon Weekend races, they do start to go on sale on April 19th. Yes. Now you have to be online, like at the moment they go on yeah, sale. You're going to have like Ticketmaster PTSD trying to do this. Yes. And... If, if for those of you who are going, what's that? You don't want to know. No, no. You, um, you're better off not knowing. The The problem with this is so many people are going to want to do it because the theme is so exciting. Uh, and again, this is a 90s theme. So any race that you do, whether it's a the Dopey Challenge, which is all the races, whether you do the, I think it's a Goofy and a Half Challenge or a Goofy's Race and Half. Goofy is a, is a half and a full, right? Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> you know, honestly, I'm not a hundred percent because oh, I've never. Goofy's, you know, normally a Goofy is a is a half and a full, but Goofy's race and a half challenge looks like it's twenty nine point three miles. So I think it is right. That's a that's a full and a half, isn't it? Yes. Twenty six and thirteen race yeah. and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've never even considered that, so I don't. It's yeah, not. Get it's, started with the half marathon on Saturday, followed by the marathon on Sunday. You crazy, crazy people. Yes. Now the '90s theme means that we're going to see all sorts of exciting costumes. Um, There's so much to choose from. I mean, I do have to say, I, I already told you, I already have a costume planned. You can choose things from a Goofy movie, maybe Darkwing Duck, maybe <gasps> oh. the Cake Castle, maybe. 
who knows? Who knows? Mickey's fun songs. Or maybe you're like me and you've been waiting to dress up like a 90s kid going to a Backstreet Boys concert, holding yeah. a poster with right? a disposable camera in your hand for many, many years. And now you have the opportunity to do it. Yeah. If you're uh, if you're thinking about <laughs> running any of these 90s themed races in January, let us know what you're going to dress up as. We'd love to hang out beforehand. Please, somebody dress up like a Tamagotchi. <laughs> oh, no. Please. <laughs> I'm going to keep mine strictly Disney. It won't be me. As long as I get to sign up, because I'm not counting on it just yet, because so, it's really difficult, and I want to do my first one. So my goal is to get both of us signed up, because I should be off that day. Yeah. However, I don't know what I'm doing it to like in terms of signing up two people. I don't know. I, I mean, know. thoughts yeah. and prayers for me, I guess. Like. Yeah. <laughs> But I do think that uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do some research and then I'm hoping I'll have a better idea going into it. But I just our goal is to for that to be our first in person run Disney race together. Yes. But if you want to sign up for the 30th anniversary of run Disney and you want to dress up 90s themes, it, it, it's also not required to dress up. It's just fun. Yeah. Um, Highly recommend making sure that you are online at 10 a.m. on April the 19th, because if not, you may not have a chance to do it. All right. So I think I came up with a hack for my costume okay. because I'm not a runner. Okay. Everybody knows that. I'm not a runner. Look at me. Um, I'm not a runner. Look at me. <laughs> maybe I'll go as Brink and ride a skateboard from the whole, <laughs> the whole route. I don't know if that would be allowed. Or, or one of the Mighty Ducks. And wear rollerblades. <laughs> and just rollerblade the route. <laughs> I mean. Right? Is, is there any laws against that? I mean, if there was any time for us to buy those Mighty Ducks costumes. Yeah, right? Get those official green jerseys. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, too hot, though. Uh, I mean, in January, it might not be. I don't know. It's hot to run many we, miles. We do get those two or three cold weeks a year. <laughs> down here in Orlando and January sometimes is uh, the host of those those cold weeks. I also feel like if there was a competition for standing still, then I would wear a jersey no problem. Yeah, but, right. But I don't know what kind of competition that would be. Yeah, running in a hockey jersey would be kind of tough. But seeing some of the costumes that all you crazy people out there run in, I don't know how you do it either. There was like full-on furry Yeti costumes at the last 5K that Danny was at and it was like 97% humidity that night. Yeah. No, speaking of the five, the last 5K I did, I really want to talk for yeah. a second about the difference in the two in-person 5Ks that I've done. Absolutely. Now, first off, if you're kind of asking, like, aren't they the same? Well, the cool thing about this is that the first 5K I ran was in the morning. Five o'clock in the morning. Oh, my gosh. It's too um, early. Now, the funny thing was... The day before, we were like, oh, what time What time do I have to be there? And they were like, okay, no later than 4. And I was like, are, are you kidding me? PM? <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> nope. An, there's, wait, there's a 4 a.m.? Yeah, you, there sure is. <laughs> no one told me that. There sure is. And that meant that I had to get up at 2.30 to start getting ready. Ew. Women. Yes. It was also my first like race, so I was more like trying to do stuff that... I didn't do on this past one. Yeah. Um, like I was trying to figure out the perfect way to wear my hair and it really doesn't matter because you're <laughs> running. I mean, it matters to a point, but like it's more so will it hold up. But think think of it this way. When you, Eddie and Lisa ran the, the Walt Disney World Marathon 5K back in January, 
It was cold that morning. I was freezing. I had like a sweatshirt, winter hat, all kinds of stuff waiting for you guys at the finish line. Yeah, but it could have been like the... The, the other night, it was hot as Satan's armpit. <laughs> it was sweaty and hot and nasty. And so it was to- two totally different experiences. Yeah. Now, I mean, here's the thing. For the race that I did more recently, and you can check out that video for both the... Uh, for the Run Disney Expo and the race on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Now for that one, that one actually started at, we were supposed to be there at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Now the reason I feel like I'm having a hiccup is because we tried to get into Animal Kingdom and we left the house at about what? A little after nine. A little after nine. And we live without traffic about 16, 17 minutes from Animal Kingdom. We did not get there and get me into the corral. Until almost 10 p.m. Oh, it was, it was after 10 when you got into the corral. It was 10 o'clock when we arrived. Yeah. And then we had to walk all the way down the end of the parking lot through the front of the park security. Yeah. And then back down um, into the peacock lot where the race was. We had already done miles by the time yeah, we got literally. to the corral. Now, the biggest differences for me in running a night race and running a morning race is... Running a night race did not ruin my entire rest of my day. Yeah, yeah. Running a morning race, uh, that we, knocked you. <laughs> we got up really early. We were done with everything and had walked about, you know, coming up on eight miles by 8 a.m. Yeah. Now, if you're not a big runner, that's a lot. Yeah. Especially by 8 a.m. Dude, we, we went to the race. You know, you, wait, you even waited an hour in the corral. It might have been more, we I think. did the race. We went to breakfast at IHOP with Eddie and Lisa. Yes. And we were home by like 10. Yeah. That's how early everything starts. But then like we went to sleep for, and I slept like for... A rock. I slept like a rock. (laughs) And by the time we got up and we went to Universal, I, after our Universal day, I was like done. Like I was not, my body was not happy with me. My brain wanted to be okay with everything that was happening. But my body was exhausted. And maybe it was because we did like a universal day after. But that's what you do when you have friends here and stuff like that. But when it comes to having a night race, you can run the race and then, you know, you kind of have the rest of your night. The flip side to that is if you have anything going on the next morning. I don't know if you guys are like this, but after I ran the 5K, I went home and I was just wide awake. Yeah. I was like jazzed about having run the race. So it's just a little tough on which one you prefer to do. So if you are a night person, I think that the like run Disney races at night are really fun. If you're a morning person, I think that you'll probably enjoy the morning races. Or if you're a Disney masochist like me, you're just going to choose whichever one sounds the most fun and do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the theming is always fun. This one is particularly fun. I'm going to spend... As, as long as I can get you know, my bib and, and be able to enter the race on the morning of the 19th. Yeah. I am um, going to spend so much time thinking about what I'm going to dress as. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, now that like I've done two races and we've seen the way people dress up, now we know that we have to come to play. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because, I mean, when we were choosing what to wear on the first race, we were like, oh, yeah, let's just order like some, um, what are they called? The um, Like the Under Armour long sleeve. Avengers things, yeah. Yeah, we just ordered them off of Amazon. And then once we were there, I was like, that was cool. But like, we didn't put any effort into it. And people put like 
a ton of effort into these costumes. And so I think the more that we've like learned, we're excited to participate in kind of like the tradition of just going above and beyond and dressing up. Are you, um, for the 90s themed race, are, are there any characters that you can think of off the top of your head that you would love to see along the race route? Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck for sure for me. Rescue Rangers. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, maybe Huey, Dewey, and Louie and like DuckTales. DuckTales. Yeah. Ooh. Um, trying to think who else i don't know in the 90s my first thought went to alex mack but that's not that's <laughs> yeah i, don't I think would like I, to see a pile of goo along the, yeah, <laughs> the race like i don't think we're gonna go as far as seeing like face characters along the route that are 90s characters but for sure the animated characters be a lot of fun to uh to kind of speculate and see who's gonna be there is there anybody i'm missing i don't know uh scrooge mcduck maybe or um uh, Tailspin, what's his uh, what's his name? Uh, Launchpad McQuack and all those guys. Yeah, hmm. be super fun. I'm trying to think that if there's anything else that, or anyone else that I can think of. By the way, guys, if I do sound a little bit hoarse, hoarse, or you might hear the clanging of a cough drop, it's because allergens right now in Orlando are at the highest they've been since we've been living here. They're horrible. So I do apologize if I do sound a little bit um, hoarse and you hear a cough drop. That's why we're taking, we're just taking care of things. So just in case anybody had any questions. Yes. yes, (laughs) That's the reason. But I can't really think of Anything else? Um, is there anybody else you can think of? Not at the moment. I'm really trying to just kind of think of who I might be missing. I mean, I'd like to see, you know, characters from like the Disney Renaissance of the movies, like in the early 90s, like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. You know, yeah. I'd like to see them along the route, just kind of throwing it back to 1992. But are there any um, movies that we don't see like portrayed? <sighs> I don't know. If you can think of anything out there, let us know on all of our social medias at Park Hopper Show. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything right now. I feel like if I looked up Google, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, I would love to see him or her. I don't know why my first thought was Oliver and Company. All- <laughs> why should I worry? I was like literally <laughs> why should I geek gay? out. That song slaps. It really does. Way more than it should have from a movie called Oliver and Company that nobody cares about. Uh, I'm trying to, and the next one that popped in my head was All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, no, no, no. Is that even a Disney movie? I don't know, but it was very traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. I'm like, I'm, when I said that, I'm remembering that whole scene where the dog is like floating into the sky. Yeah. Man, how did, how did <laughs> that get okayed for children? I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think what other movies may have like we like to watch that maybe weren't as like prevalent in in the parks right now. All I can think of is like the iconic theme songs and that's what's kind of popping into my head. Like the DuckTales and Rescue Rangers and Darkwing Duck and like the songs that you just somehow 30 years later know all the words to. Right. I, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head though. But like you got DuckTales. Like everybody knows that from the beginning beat. They were playing that in the corral when uh at the last 5k and uh i was jamming out i was dancing trying to keep my muscles limber and then you got chip and dale's rescue rangers let me fast forward a little bit
and then tailspin, of course. I love this. Well, when I look up Disney movies from the 90s, A Bug's Life, The Parent Trap, The Lion King, Mulan, Aladdin, Nightmare Before Christmas, Toy Story. Oh, yeah. It's the most 90s sounding theme song ever. I don't know if they intended on it, but I really think they made Darkwing Duck, like, mysterious and handsome. He is. Let's get dangerous. But, like, I remember being like, oh, my goodness, Mr. Darkwing Duck, so handsome as a duck. (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. I don't know. It's like, how do they make Aladdin that handsome? He's a cartoon. When in trouble, you call DW. Aladdin doesn't even have nipples. Yeah, right. Um... But yeah, I can't think of anything, anybody else off the top of my head. But uh, let's let's kind of move on here to our next topic. Well, and just speaking. I was just gonna say just a couple more movies: Pocahontas, Hocus Pocus, The Sandlot, Ooh, Sanderson Sisters. That's all you. The Mighty Ducks. <sighs> You're the one. Sorry, I don't like that movie. The Princess Diaries. Oh no, that's in two thousand one. Um, but there were a bunch of different. Uh, Hundred and One Dalmatians. Yeah. Somebody could dress up as Cruella and that and could, that could be fun. And if they had kids with them, they could be little Dalmatians. Yes. So. But overall, there's lots of possibility if you can get entrance into one of the races. Yes. <laughs> April nineteenth, ten o'clock in the morning. Don't go on the website so I can sign up. Thank you. And what we'll <laughs> what we'll do our best to do is we'll try to post a reminder. But uh put in your phone right now while you're listening. Put in your phone if you want to sign up for it. And then uh hopefully we will see you there. As long as we get entrance too. Yes. Well, speaking of meeting and greeting iconic characters at Disney parks, we are about to sort of get back to normal here down in Walt Disney World. Yeah. Starting April 18th, the traditional meet and greets, meaning that you side by side photos, potentially hugging, you know, that kind of stuff, is returning as early as next. Monday, April 18th. That is so exciting. That is such a huge step in the right direction to the return of normalcy here at Walt Disney World. And being able to stand next to your favorite characters, making that photo pass price worth it. It's just, I'm so excited to uh, to get to stand next to my boy, Sorcerer Mickey, again. It, like, makes me emotional. Like, when I was showing you, like, uh, some of the videos that I was like filming to try to put together like a before and after like TikTok, like of us not being able to say hi to Mickey. I showed it to you and I was, you were like, are you okay? I was like, I don't know. I'm just getting emotional about it. Yeah. (laughs) Which it's so strange because it feels like there has been a big part of that Disney magic missing. And I know that not everybody is really into like a meet and greet and people have their own strong opinions about meet and greet. It's not for everybody, but you know, half the fun of going to Disney is getting photos with iconic characters. But the thing is, a lot of people like relate to some of these characters. So like, I know that I've seen people say like, I relate a lot to like Elsa or like Mulan, or I relate a lot to, um, I don't know, Tinkerbell, like Mm -hmm. some of the face characters, people really, Tiana, um, there are characters that people relate a lot to. So when they meet them, it's really like enjoyable. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm definitely more of a character, like meet and greet person. Sure, not face character. Yeah, I, I mean, I've gotten better at talking to the face characters. 
Sometimes yeah. it's tough to hold a conversation. You know, you just, you just never know what they're going to say back. It's 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 tough. You got to be good at kind of improving on the spot. But uh, I totally agree with you with the with the non face characters. You know, like the Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, and you know those are quote unquote behind the mask. Um, I do enjoy those a little bit more yeah. than holding up a conversation with Cinderella. Yeah, I feel like I have always gotten like a lot out of those. They're really fun. They bring me a lot of joy. And I, even if I would go to the parks by myself, I would go and make sure that I was getting those character meet and greets. Sure. Um, back <laughs> RIP to the fast pass. But when there were fast passes, that's what I, one of the things I used to do. And I'm sure that kind of stuff is going to be another addition to the purchase of Genie Plus and the Lightning Lane options as well. I'm sure you're going to be able to get to do like the Town Square Theater with Mickey Mouse or Princess Fairytale Hall at Magic Kingdom. You know, it's going to be one of those things you can get a Lightning Lane for and kind of jump the line. It's just going to be so strange to actually be able to like cross that threshold yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. For a while, it was like that pull across rope that you couldn't cross. And then recently, it was like this low kind of fencing that yeah. was kind of preventing you. So it wasn't in your photo, but you still couldn't cross it. Um, and now you're going to straight up be able to stand right next to them and, you know, give them a hug if, if they're open to it. And I'm really excited to get that element back to normal. Yeah. And speaking of back to normal, one thing, kind of like a little footnote about this is when we saw the parade for the first time, I turned to you and I said, I noticed that Make-A-Wish kids are coming back to the parks again. Yes. I'm getting yes. goosebumps just talking about it. Shout out to our friends over at Give Kids the World Village. They are amazing. Yeah. And they they do such amazing work. And it just seems like before recently, they weren't getting to visit the park just because there weren't vaccines. Like right. they just, you know, families weren't making trips. And to see them come back is like, to me, I just, I feel like, we know families who have been through these things, and I think it's so important to like give them the the hope that they have. And give I them think the world, if you will, yeah. And I think that giving them the opportunity to actually like meet and hug and like awesome interact with their characters, I think even there's just such a special element to that. And for that to be coming back, I think is a lot bigger than anybody realizes, and not just for those kids, for any kids, anybody who's visiting the parts. But I I just think that. There's something about that that gives these kids a lot of like hope and like, you know, reason to continue like fighting and pushing on. And mm -hmm. I think that that's something you can only get in that situation. So yeah. to have it coming back is just really, really beautiful. So when I see Mickey Mouse for the first time and I can go up to him and talk to him, <laughs> I'm going to literally walk up to him and go, I waited my whole life to meet you. <laughs> Do you get that reference? I hope you do. <laughs> From the commercial. Thank you. And hopefully all you out there got that reference as well. Because um, it really has felt like an entire lifetime since we've been able to do that again. Yeah. And it's really exciting. So like I was saying, uh, we were filming something and um, what I want to do is do like a TikTok where like where I'm waving, you know, to Mickey before and then the after where we're getting the hug and at, when I was filming it, I was waving and like in the back of my head, I was just thinking like soon this is, we won't have to do this. Right. And and there was just like a little like sparkle of like magic. Finally. Yeah. Like it just, it feels like it's right at our fingertips and like it is, 
it's just, it's a really good feeling. And I, I, I feel like one of the reasons we feel so happy is not just for us, but for like everyone, everyone, all you guys out there, especially those of you guys who don't get to come very often. It's such a game changing experience when Disney is at its fullest, I guess. Yeah. And for so long now, for over two years at this point, it hasn't been. So getting back to normal for all you visitors around the world that are coming here to Orlando, I'm really excited for you guys to fully experience the magic again. Yes. So in case you missed it, their character meet and greets are coming back as early as April 18th. Correct. So from, from what I gather, as far as Disney's verbiage there, doesn't mean that everything is coming back April 18th because they did say as early as April 18th. So I'm assuming it's going to be kind of like a phased thing. And I'm sure like not all character meet and greets will be returning like the ones that don't even exist at the moment. I see. You know what I mean? Well, also, they haven't said anything about character meals yet. Right. That too. So that'll be that'll be interesting, too, because one of my biggest critiques of the character experience over the last two years is that for them to charge the full price for a lesser experience didn't feel right to me. So I'm hoping that starting the 18th or, or soon after the chef Mickey's, the Tusker houses, the, the uh, crystal palaces experiences like that are back to normal as far as the characters go, because that's what you pay the premium for. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. It, the biggest thing was during the last two years, that was almost like the best we could do. Sure. Yeah. So totally understand, but we're, we're ready. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. very ready. Mm-hmm. So, we will be coming back to you with that and, you know, seeing what exactly that means with details. But yeah. we know it's coming back and that just means all good things. I've got a question for you real quick before we move on to our next topic. Okay. What particular meet and greets can you think of that you're really looking forward to doing again? Because uh, <laughs> I can think of one off the top of my head. I'm just such a Mickey Mouse girl. Uh-huh. I grew up with like my sheets, Mickey Mouse, my curtains, Mickey Mouse, my pillow, Mickey Mouse. Like I had like Mickey Donald, um, Chip and Dale. I think I think like all the Fab Five. Just very quickly and scanning our living room, I can already see at least two Mickey's <laughs> <laughs> just right in front of us here. So yes, yes, and I mean I just think that. The ones that I tend to go to are the one at Magic Kingdom. Yep. And then I the love... The Town Square Theater? Yeah, Town Square Theater. Yep. Bring back the talking Mickey, please. And then I wish... Um, and then I love the Animal Kingdom meet and greet with Mickey and Minnie. Yeah, you know, when he hops on a, a bus over to Animal Kingdom, switches <laughs> his outfit real quick, and then... His safari He's gear. there waiting for you. Yes. And then we only did it once, but I loved the Sorcerer Mickey... Yeah, meet and greet. he hops on the Skyliner, goes over to Hollywood Studios, throws on his Sorcerer Mickey hat and his red robe, and does that meet and greet as well. And I don't think it's going to come back right away, but I'm sure it will come back at some point, is I love doing the meet and greets for the uh, Chase credit card holders. Yeah, yeah, there's an awesome one over by Journey to Imagination. Yes. And right next to that Pixar Shorts Theater. And in case you're wondering, yes, I do have that credit card and I pay it off every month. <laughs> I don't let any I don't let anything uh You have something Disney in your wallet? What? I do. I don't let anything I pay it off every month, just so you know. Yeah. But one of the perks of that is getting to do that special character meet and greet. So that's another one I'm excited to bring back because free Disney money. 
Yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yes. What about you? What character meet and greets are you excited? For sure. For sure. The Sorcerer Mickey one. My favorite character photo of the two of us is the Sorcerer Mickey photo where Sorcerer right. Mickey is standing in, in between the two of us. I think that's my favorite photo that I had ever gotten down here of the two of us. Um, so that one in particular and over at Animal Kingdom, I love the safari meet and greet. Yes. I think that's so awesome that Mickey and Minnie are in their safari outfits and their hats. And I think seeing them in, in, in their elements and in different costumes, I think is so much fun. And uh, if you go over to Tusker House at Animal Kingdom, grab a bite to eat, you can see the same version of Minnie Mouse Yes, at Tusker House as well. I do have two more thoughts on that. Um, t- two things that I'm excited about. Sure. Well, I hope to see return, and we're not sure. But the Star Wars meet and greets? Yes. I fangirled out every time I met BB-8. That was really cool because he was super interactive. Yeah. And if you didn't know where BB-8 met, he's over in or was over in the launch bay at Hollywood Studios. So if you are looking at the Chinese theater and you look directly right, like over where Disney Junior is underneath that archway, the launch bay is straight ahead. BB-8, Chewbacca, Kylo Ren, and if you were lucky... Darth Vader would meet in there. Yes. And that was so cool. I will say that hugging BB-8, because um, I you know, I asked if I could give him a hug, and he, they, I got to hug him. Um, you know those red balls in front of Target? <laughs> yeah. It feels like hugging that. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> and so the hug isn't really as important. It's just actually getting to meet him. Yeah, that's what... Uh, BB stands for. It's Big Ball. Big Ball. Big Ball 8. But I like when I think back to it, I would, that's what I... If I really missed a BB-8 meet and greet, I should just go in front of a Target and yeah. hug one of those balls. And I'll just stand there and go... <laughs> Perfect. We can do it. <laughs> so I don't know if the Star Wars meet and greet is coming back. I hope so. And I then so. another one that I think was there before the pandemic was the ones that we got to do the back-to-back-to-back character meet and greets in Epcot back in 2017, where we did like... Where Goofy, oh, yeah. Where like Mickey gotten on his knee and like proposed to me and like i got some of my favorite pictures but it was like each room had a photo pass person and you had that was the character spot the character spot you had mickey then minnie and then goofy i think Mm -hmm. yeah you're right you're absolutely right one of the funniest photos we've ever gotten together was goofy where you're giving him a kiss on the cheek and he's like sticking in his hand in my face being like haha she's mine yeah and i'm looking all mad but then was and then also in that same like meet and greet mickey got on his knee and like proposed to me and then he turned to you and put his fingers in his ears and went like to you and was like nanny nanny boo boo and then like, i got mad and, and I, I was and i was laughing and they got these photos of like me and mickey where mickey's like holding my hand while like you know they were great basically like haha <laughs> i got your girl yeah and it was like those moments are so much fun and i just i don't does that part still exist? I, no, that whole section is gone. It's it's over where uh, Creation Shop and and uh, Connections Cafe <laughs> and uh, all the new construction is. That that whole part is gone. That's where like Electric Umbrella and um, the old Mouse Gear was in in that area. So all that's gone. It's it's completely rebuilt into um, the new stuff that they're building over at Epcot. So that place is gone, but I'm hoping that maybe, you know, somewhere else in Epcot, maybe when the construction's done in World Discovery, that uh, 
those meet and greets will come back at some point as well. I just thought that was really, really special because I remember waiting a really long time to like go through that line, but it was totally worth it. Yeah, you got so many in that same line. It was it was so worth waiting. It really was. Um, but yes, very excited about that. Um, I hope that that Epcot uh, meet and greet comes back some point in the near future. But speaking of Epcot, there are some um, very galactic things happening over there right now and much sooner than i expected to hear about previews it was announced that this sunday april 17th cast members are going to get their first peek at riding and entering the wonders of xandar and riding guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind i'm so jealous there was dates released about a week or two ago, that the it was leaked unofficially months ago uh, by one of Disney's new PR folks. But May 27th was announced as the official opening date for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at Epcot. I did not think that cast members would be riding this quickly. Yeah. April 17th, over a month ahead of time. So that means this ride is basically done. And it's just needs to go through testing. And it's been going through testing. And the more people that ride it prior to that May 27th opening, the better that the cast members and the better that the ride is going to be at its job. Um, So really, really exciting news that after God knows how long, because I think it was announced at D23 2017 that this this ride was announced. I don't know. I feel like the last couple of years are all blending. (laughs) It's, It's finally here. We're less than two months away from the official grand opening and cast members get to ride as soon as one week or less than one week from today. How excited are you to ride Cosmic Rewind? I am so excited. Um, I feel like I also am feeling a little bit of stress in terms of getting an, an annual pass holder preview. Right, right. It's definitely going to be in high demand, although it wasn't too difficult to get the annual pass preview for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Right, but we found out like immediately. Right, right. So you, like, you just got to kind of look out for an email and hope you get it kind of thing. Well, what happened was we saw notif- that other people like on Facebook were like, I got an email. right. And immediately checked, and I had an email. And I didn't. And immediately jumped in the queue within like probably like five minutes of it going on. So, like, yeah. And but once we got through, there was plenty of dates available and, you know, plenty right. of choices to be made, but it was kind of getting in that was kind of the hard part. Right. Um, and I do think that it'll probably be the same. It sounds like if they're doing cast member, and then I know they're doing D23. Yeah. They're, they're doing cast member only first. Right. And then they're doing cast member, family, and friends. And then they're going to do D23 annual pass holder and DVC previews. And then May 27th, it will open to the public. Because it sounds to me like there's going to be a lot of like soft opening, yeah. so to say. That's great. Get the ride more practice for so it can be at full capacity on May 27th and run as smoothly as possible. Would you call those dress rehearsals? Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. You, know, you get to see the queue for the first time and you get to get on the ride for the first time. And the more practice that those cast members get getting people plugged into the lines quicker, right? it's going to be you know like a well-oiled machine on May 27th. So yeah. really looking forward to uh, getting on that myself personally. I'm very excited about it. I'm always excited to to ride a new coaster. And I feel like it's been a while since we got to go on a Disney ride that wasn't like a 
trackless ride system. Right, yeah. Uh, the last, I believe, the last three rides that have opened at Disney were all trackless ride systems. You've got Rise of the Resistance, you've got Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. What's what's was the one before that? Oh goodness, I don't. I really don't know. I'm like trying to rack my brain, and I mean, if you count uh, Smuggler's Run, that's not a trackless uh, ride system. It's more of like a simulator. Um, but Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, as far as maybe? a coaster, it's probably Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And I can't, I, w- I can't think of another ride that opened between 2014 and and now. Yeah, so this is like very exciting. It's a huge deal. And then hopefully, knock on wood, I don't have any wood around me right now, but hopefully, knock on wood, pretty soon after, you're going to get another coaster at Magic Kingdom and be Tron Light Cycle Run. That one I'm like way like, so I'm way less, um, I guess I have less expectations for that because I don't know what to expect. For Guardians of the Galaxy... I'm like, yeah, give me some Marvel like yeah. content. Well, so I'm very excited about that. Tron, I'm just like, all right, let's do this. Part of the part of the reason I'm more excited for Guardians though is because I before Remy's opened at Epcot, I had seen footage of the Remy's at Disneyland Paris. It's the same ride. Before Tron opens at Magic Kingdom, I've seen footage of the one at Shanghai Disneyland. It's the same ride. It's a carbon copy. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind doesn't exist anywhere else. And yeah. so it's really exciting to get a brand new IP, especially Marvel here in Florida, because there ain't any more of that. You can't. Universal owns the rights. You got to go to Disneyland for Adventure, Avengers Campus and Marvel and all that stuff. <sighs> Don't get me started so on that. So it's really exciting that we're getting Marvel here in Florida, at least some of it, and, um, and a brand new ride at that. You know so. what I wish they would do? Do like a whole Marvel Land. Wouldn't I mean, not Marvel Land, um, a whole Guardians of the Galaxy land well that's basically what the queue is going to be it's going to be the wonders of xandar you're going to have um i guess there's going to be a lot of really fun disney elements like old epcot elements is from what i've heard i have heard because it's it's kind of uh peter quill has fond memories of going to epcot as a child and i think it kind of loops into into that kind of storyline right um i don't know any official storylines yet i'm kind of avoiding that stuff until i get into the ride at some point during one of our previews um I'm really hoping that um, it they knock it out of the park, which I do think they have and will. I just can't wait to be able to see when I can get on this ride. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Yes. Well, speaking of getting on rides, hopefully sooner rather than later, a refurbishment is going on right now on Expedition Everest and Animal Kingdom. Wait, isn't it opening soon? No. So <laughs> no. it was supposed to. It closed down in early January for what they said was about a three-month refurbishment, which would put us until right now in mid-April. Recently, that refurbishment quote-unquote date was taken down, and it now says uh, refer- under refurbishment indefinitely. So who knows the next time we're going to get to go see Disco Yeti, but... Uh, that I was at Animal Kingdom the other day, and that ride, that park is sorely missing Expedition Everest, like really badly. There's not a lot to do over there, and 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 Expedition Everest is one of those things that you know people love to do. So it's it's very very obviously missing that right now. Well, we're also going to be getting. Speaking of like Animal Kingdom, we're going to be getting the Finding Nemo show back. Yes. And yes. then we're also going to be getting character meet and greets back, which uh-huh. there are a lot of character meet and there greets are. at Animal Kingdom. So I do think it's sorely missed. I 
I think Animal Kingdom needs a new ride more than any other park. Yeah. Well, they already torn down the worst ride in the history of Disney parks in Primeval Whirl. <laughs> oh, um, gosh. So that space is open. And honestly, I wouldn't shed a tear if the entire Dino Land USA Carnival was run over by a bulldozer. But I just don't think they'll do it so with dinosaurs. It's just so out of place. But we're but for dinosaur, like, what do you do with dinosaur then? You leave it. You leave it. You just leave it. You don't need the corny carnival games, but dinosaur kind of fits into the, the 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 not the conservation, but like the the, the theme of Animal Kingdom, right? Um, but you have a giant lot there filled with big metal ugly attractions that you could easily fill with something better. Like another kind of ride. Yeah, something better. Something else to do. Not even necessarily an e-ticket attraction, but something better. But let's be real. It needs a people eater. Sure. It needs some It needs some kind of people eater. Yes. And even though we were talking about the trackless ride system, like there being a lot of it, how perfect would it be at Animal Kingdom to have like a trackless ride right there? Yeah. A place to like where you're getting lots of people on the ride and where you're getting out of the heat. And we all know that scientifically, Animal Kingdom is about 15 degrees hotter than every park. For real. At least at least like 50% more humid, for sure. But it, that's it's kind of a joke, but it's not. No, no. If you go to Animal Kingdom on a hot, sunny day, you can spend a couple hours there, and then you've either got to leave or like sit inside Pizza Fari for a couple hours. Now, the reason for that is also is because the... Um, vegetation basically creates a rainforest yeah. effect. So mm-hmm. I used to think it was kind of a joke that it was hotter, but it's not. It's actually like, it's actually hotter. Yeah. It just creates a hotter environment for you to be existing in when you're at that park. What do you think you could potentially put in that area that would fit truthfully into the theme of Animal Kingdom? Um, I think that when I think about that, the first thing that comes to mind is putting in an actual Finding Nemo ride. Okay. The so, reason for that so is... So not like the seas at Epcot? No, that's fine. Yeah, it's, it, it's not great. It's it's a way to get it's you into... It's worse Little Mermaid. <laughs> no, but it's a way to get you into the aquarium. Sure, yeah, that's, yeah. That's the biggest yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, It's I, I don't consider... It fits cu- there. It's cute and it gets you like to cool down, but imagine if you had like a trackless ride system... Where you went through the entire story of Finding Nemo. That'd be fun. Uh, and then right next door, you could have the Big Blue and Beyond or whatever it's called, the, the Finding Nemo show. Sure. And then somehow you could have some kind of like, di- maybe like a smaller version of Dino Land next to it. No, maybe- no, let's just get rid of it. You can't just have Dinosaur by itself. Sure you can. Sure you can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. All right, build the Beastly Kingdom. Be- build the Beastly Kingdom in that lot. And I know it won't fit, but build it. Well, what would you put there? I don't really know, to be honest with you. My first thing that I thought of, but then kind of backed up on it, was sort of like a go along the theme of conservation around the park and have like a... Remember when we went to the New England Aquarium, they had that big IMAX theater there? And they had the... Like the movies, you can like watch like the sharks and like the penguins and all that stuff. We never did that, though. But you know it's there. Yeah. Maybe something similar to that, but I don't know if that would, you know, eat the people on a constant basis during the day. But in Animal Kingdom, to our point, it's hot as Satan's armpit. (laughs) And it would be a nice escape, especially if it was like a rotating 
thing that you could watch different movies on. Then hear me out. What if you do a ride that's kind of like a people eater in the same way, like either the great movie ride or like Mickey and Minnie's is or something along those lines. And you do like a ride through of that teaches about like conservation, kind of like how you're talking about that talks about conservation, why recycling is important. But then you put some of like the IP in there to like Mm -hmm. maybe in the first room, you're like, why is it what happens when you throw stuff in the ocean? And then you have like Dory and like Nemo being like, oh, no, there's trash. Don't don't trash the ocean. And like you kind of like go through, you know what I mean? Like you almost create like a a space for people to cool off, but isn't like a, I like the idea of having like a theater, but it just feels like it would be, you almost need like more of the attraction. Not even necessarily like a theater per se, but not, as you were talking, I was thinking more along the lines of like a, like a Minion Mayhem or like a Jimmy Fallon type of attraction. Okay. Where like you're sitting in a theater sort of, but you're moving to whatever is on the screen. Right. And in a place like that, you could build, you know, three or four different theaters that you could load people into where it's technically a ride or an attraction, but it's, you know, more along the lines of conservation with some IP thrown in there. I think that having Disney characters teach the importance of taking care of the natural world we all share could Mm -hmm. be really cool. Absolutely. And it would fit into Animal Kingdom perfectly. It would. You know, as you're getting off the Kilimanjaro Safari, they're just, they're talking to you about conservation and the Disney Conservation Fund and everything about conservation is so important at that park that I think they need another element to kind of harp on that as well on that side of the park. Also, so you can't ignore it. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because sometimes, trust me, like I worked at a theme park for a long time and sometimes when I talk about, or I used to talk about things that like were important, like why you should recycle and stuff you could just sometimes see people start to like Mm -hmm. okay what's next like they just kind of screen savored their faces yeah and so i think it would be really good to have a fun learning experience i totally agree with you cool all right well what do you say we uh call it a day on episode 100 well a couple quick things guys um first off we have a bunch of new videos We appreciate you guys following. So if you haven't followed us yet on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok, or on Facebook, make sure you do that. Um, We just visited Bucky's the other day. Yeah, Bucky's. Now, if you want to know what Bucky's is... uh, Google it. It's really hard to like... It's really hard to explain. It's like Target Wawa gas station on crack. Yeah. It's that's basically the only way you can really describe it. Yeah, so we went there and we visited, and you might want to visit it too. So go check out our video. Bill got to go for the very first time. I did. I bought and lots of stuff. We got really good barbecue. I got some beef jerky. I got some some sweets. Beaver nuggets. Beaver nuggets. All kinds of stuff. Danny got a big mug. It was awesome. And we got to meet Bucky. We did. So we've got that video up. We've got videos from the 5K. Uh, we've got video from the Run Disney Expo. We just have lots of stuff up. And honestly, we have a lot planned for the next um, six months to a year. So today was a really big milestone for us. And I'm excited to be hitting lots of new big milestones as we get to enjoy this year in 2022 with all of the big things that are coming with all of our favorite theme parks. 100 episodes down, 1,000 more to go. 
Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join our ever-growing following on TikTok. Head over to youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our channel for theme park videos and more. For one-stop access to all of our created content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.